Hello, and welcome to Godcast, where we cast the light of God into a dark world. I'm Amy Myers. I'm here to share words and discoveries of God that he shows me so I may bring light into your life and into any darkness you may be experiencing. May these glimmers of light encourage and guide you to a place where the goodness of God can be the light of your day. My experiences with God are varied and ongoing discoveries. God is limitless, and I've learned that when we search for him, he will show us extraordinary and wonderful ways that he loves us and wants to be part of our lives. This first episode, I'll describe an image that God put in my mind, then the journey to understand how he used it to go deeper into knowing who he is. So in a recent conversation, a friend and I were talking about walking in nature and how we can feel the presence of God. We can see how magnificent everything is and how wondrous everything is. It's just so grand that we just know God is the only one who could make it. So as we thought about this, we began to wonder why some people can walk in the same natural areas or see grand mountain ranges, beautiful waterfalls, or other glorious things throughout this earth and still not believe in God. So after a phone conversation, I began to pray and ask God about it. I had a general picture in my mind, probably from times that I've been walking out on a path in a lush forest with all the elements triggering our senses, you know, when you can smell the leaves or the breeze or you, your, your sight where you can see all the different things that are around you. Even the sound as you walk on a path or the weather when the wind blows or if there's a storm cloud. Those kinds of things. You know those times when you relive something that have positive memories and you can sense that you're almost there or you really remember what was happening. So I was in this place and I was contemplating those kinds of experiences of just being in nature and feeling the goodness of God everywhere and what I could see. I also had this very deep desire for people to see God's beauty and to know that God loves them and that he wants us to enjoy what he created for each one of us. I pondered this and I began to pray that God's goodness would rise up from the ground so people could experience it. And so they would know as they walked that they would know that God is real. And as I began to pray this earnest prayer for people to see God, I began to see this image of a mist coming up from underneath the ground and rising, just off of the ground, rising up. And it was coming up, and I'm beginning to understand that it's like God's presence is being able to convince people of his beauty. Right away, my mind goes to the book of Genesis where God describes this. He once watered the earth before any rain ever came on earth. He describes it as a mist coming up from the ground to water all of the vegetation at the time. For those who want a Bible citation, this is Genesis 2, 6. But it was this image that came, reminder that came to my mind as I was having this other image. So going back to that first image of this mist starting to come slightly out of the ground and rising and revealing the source of all the beauty, I began to wonder why the people still couldn't see the beauty that I knew was meant to be seen. I then immediately realized there was this invisible covering over the ground holding the mist down. But I was able to see that if you pulled it back, you could see the beauty, but it was like this invisible covering layered on top of it. And it was preventing the people from seeing the beauty. Again, I wondered and ask God about it. I keep pursuing him and asking, why don't these people still 
look around and they're not able to see the beauty. And it was as if God needed to give me another image, sort of adding to the scene so I would try to get a deeper glimpse of what he's trying to show me. And there's a person now standing in this image of being sort of in a forest area. But the person has coverings, like layers of gray film over his eyes. And I was being shown that these layers kept being added to. So with each new layer, the beauty that I could see was gradually becoming more and more dim for that person standing there. So again, I began to pray, oh God, just remove that film growing over that person's eyes and even all of the people's eyes so they could see the true beauty of where they're walking. The hope behind this prayer was that they could just see that God truly created this beauty because he loves them. And oh friends, in a beautiful way, God tied this image to the truth of who he is for me. And he made this image connection more meaningful for me. See, I love that God does this for me, and I'm hoping that as we walk through this journey, you'll begin to have more of these experiences as well. But I want to share it with you so that as you maybe have an image, you can recognize that it's an invitation for us to look further and to make sense of what God is showing us. So God can show us his creative perspective through an image, but there's more he wants us to discover. I love the creativity of God's images, and I also love that he does the same thing in the Bible. So God brought light to this image for me by connecting it to the Bible, because he understands that's where I always have to confirm that that's who's talking to me or showing me. So it's a passage that's actually described often, and this is the passage that came to my mind, but God let me see it in a new or deeper way. There's a man named Saul who later became Paul, and for those who want a reference, this is in the book of Acts chapter 9. This was after Jesus had died and resurrected and gone back up to heaven. But this man, Paul, used to gather up Christians and have them killed or put in jail. He was a learned religious man with all the academic and religious credentials. The people at the time would have said that he was quite successful. He was on his way to collect more peoples. Who, people who were followers of Jesus so he could put them in jail or have them killed. But on the way, a very bright light shone all around him and caused him to fall to the ground. When he's on the ground, this voice says to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? This man is so overwhelmed by the light and what's happening that he calls out, Who are you, Lord? At this point, we can begin to understand he had lots of religious training, and he's so startled. But now he's completely blinded by this light, and there's something greater than human that's doing this to him. So his instinct is, who are you, Lord? The voice replies, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, we can pause here and we can stop here if we want and we can see that there's a connection to light and there's a connection to God making a big, powerful impact. But I felt a sense that we needed to go a little further. See, another part of this story is that Paul walks away from this experience, but now he can't see. His eyes are open, but he can see nothing. 
He had to be led by the hand and was brought to a town called Damascus. And a few days later, a man comes for him and prays over him. But, I, but what I want you to notice in this part, when this man prays for Paul, it's described as something like scales come off of his eyes. Again, an obvious connection that we can make here is that the covering of like scales, the detail that God connected for me that I hope you can hear is a similar paradox of the image. One image is a film, a filminess, and one is a scales. The person in our image gradually had greater and greater layers of a film-like substance covering their ability to see the beauty of God right in front of them. In a similar way, Paul, the man who was blinded, knew all of the scriptures, but his eyes had grown so dim, he couldn't see the beauty and truth about God either. In that moment, what he experienced with his eyes and his lack of sight had been happening inside of him as well. We would say it's his heart, that his heart had been growing dimmer and dimmer too. God was using this to let Paul see in the natural world what was going on inside of him in a spiritual sense. Paul was unable to see God. The image God showed me is an image from the heart of God. He sees that so many of us walk around this earth with a dim view of who God truly is. And as time passes, more and more layers can be added and we don't even realize it. But God shows us that there can be light, just as he showed us in the story of Paul. God wants to remove this covering because we are meant to look around this world and see the beauty of what God created. It's evidence that God truly exists and God truly loves us. God, in his magnificent ability to create, chose to create vast, complex, beautiful, and extraordinary wonders that we find all throughout nature just for you. God is powerful enough to create it. And my hope is that we can take that into our hearts. And as we do, that we would be able to see more clearly that those hard and dark things of this world are not what God creates. Just as Paul was the one who was killing and gathering people, it was God who said, why are you persecuting me? Today we can say, why are you persecuting my people? Or why are you lying about me? So what do we do with this image and the story? How do we connect it for our lives today? First, I say thank you, God, for bringing light and understanding into our days. Give us eyes to see more clearly. I would next ask God, God, please remove the dim covering over my eyes so that I can see God's goodness in this dark world, so that I can see your goodness more clearly. Finally, we can pray that God's light would shine upon those who do persecute and harm people so that they too would turn from darkness away from the darkness and turn toward God's light. 
God's light brings goodness into the dark world, and darkness will not prevail against the power of God. This is Amy Myers. Thank you for joining me today for casting the light of God into a dark world.